Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life-ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. So we want to thank HEV for making today's podcast possible. HEV makes it a priority to get involved and make a difference in the lives of friends and neighbors. HEV Operation Appreciation is a company-wide campaign created to honor the brave men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces, men and women who are HEV partners and customers, friends, and family. Operation Appreciation partners with organizations like us, the Military Child Education Coalition that supports U.S. troops and their families. In contributing time, talent, and financial support, HEB recognizes and appreciates the dedication and sacrifices service members make on behalf of the nation. So for our listeners in Texas, check out one of your neighborhood HEB grocery stores. And HEB, thank you for sponsoring this podcast for the sake of the child. Welcome everyone to our podcast for the sake of the child. We're going to talk today about reintegration after deployment. My name is Tara Gleason. I'm a parent educator, curriculum developer, researcher, and now podcast producer for the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm also a parent and I'm a spouse of an active duty service member. Joining me today is Dr. Leanne Knoblock, and she's a professor at the University of Illinois, and she's also a science advisory board member here at the Military Child Education Coalition. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we are actually in Washington, D.C. at the Insects National Training Seminar in downtown Washington, and you are presenting with us this week on reintegration and homecomings. So I have been um, conducting research with military families for almost 10 years now, um, and I launched a program of research to understand how military couples and families communicate when they're reintegrating after deployment. So at the University of Illinois, I had uh, worked on research on family transitions in general, but I saw that there was a need to understand better what military-connected children and families go through when they're reunited after deployment. Um, And so we've been conducting a series of studies, um, and we have found that reintegration after deployment uh, can be an unexpectedly challenging time for these families because um, if you watch the YouTube videos um, or you see the parades, um, of course there's a sense of we made it and there's a happily ever after kind of implied. Um, But in fact, Sometimes the expectations that families have going into reunion doesn't match what the reality is, and that can be very distressful for families. And so what we're trying to do is figure out better what the family dynamics are during reintegration so that we can help educate couples and families about what to expect. So can you elaborate a little bit on when you're talking about the challenges that accompany these homecomings? What, what do you mean like that, by that? What are some of these challenges? So we started actually by asking uh, military couples, so returning service members and at-home partners, to tell us about the kinds of challenges that they had been experiencing upon reunion. And they described for us a couple of important challenges, including parenting. So children are often slow to warm up. 
um, they have trouble accepting discipline from the returning service member. Families mention uh, problems communicating. Maybe there were certain things that happened during the deployment that some family members weren't aware of. Um, and so coming back and, um, and getting used to sharing that information again and disclosing that information um, can be challenging for families. Uh, they also mentioned some significant problems reintegrating their daily routines. So often uh, family members at home have really gotten into a great routine and they kind of have figured out what their new life has been since the service member has been deployed. Service member comes home, uh, things are different, um, schedule might be a little bit different or people are taking vacations or holidays or um, things are shifting around and sometimes uh, it's hard for the individual family members to understand their role and um, what kinds of things they should be doing to help facilitate that process. And so those are th sort of three of the main challenges that family members mention. I want to be clear though, family members also tell us about a host of ways that they benefit across the deployment cycle too. Um, so they talk about growing closer as a family, um, having a better appreciation for their blessings that they have in their life. Um, they talk about um, being able to grow as a person, um, being more um, autonomous and independent and able to make their own choices. So there's a lot of great things that come from deployment in terms of family dynamics, but reintegration can be surprisingly difficult. I love that you talked both about the challenges and the benefits, because we know often in this lifestyle those go hand in hand. And it's nice to recognize that, that it is two ways when it when we talk about that. It's interesting that sometimes the growth can also be the issue that's difficult as well. So for example, of military families will say, well, we grew in our independence and our autonomy. Um, and so we're, we're better able to be leaders of our own lives. But then when all the family members come back upon reunion and suddenly you've got a bunch of leaders and people who um, have been used to, have grown up quickly or become really independent, suddenly they're all back together. Um, and that family dynamic is shifted. And that can be challenging too. So sometimes the very things that are our true benefits um, are also sort of sources of um, anxiety and distress for families. And so what are some recommendations for families that you might have when it comes to navigating this whole reintegration system? Absolutely. So uh, we asked military families actually to provide advice for other families upon reintegration. And they talked really about about the importance of communicating clearly and effectively. They talked about taking it slow and being patient. Um, there's a kind of a sense that you want to rush right back into everything, but families told us, no, hey, take it slow, be patient. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, you know, give yourself some time to adjust. Families also talked about uh, seeking help and not being afraid to do so. So often in the military community, um, help seeking sometimes uh, can be stigmatized. It's hard to ask for help. Uh, but these families said, hey, don't be afraid to ask your community, your extended family, military sources, um, your, your neighborhood, whoever you have that can provide that assistance, don't be afraid to jump in and ask for help. And I think that's important advice because often military families might feel like they have to navigate these things on their own um, when in fact there's some resources that are available to help them. So on that line of thought, if you could have one resource, one evidence-based resource available that you would recommend to help families um, be able to 
successfully make it through this time of integration or make that a little easier, what would that one resource be? I would start with Military OneSource, uh, kind of the one-stop shop clearinghouse for all things military. Um, if you start there, uh, there are there's specific information about the deployment cycle in general and reunion in particular. Um, and from there, you can uh, branch out into um, fantastic resources. There's so many great resources uh, for young children. There's Zero to Three and uh, Sesame Street. Uh, for older children, there's Military Kids Connect. There's resources for parenting that come out of the University of Minnesota and the University of Michigan that are available. Um, but if you start with Military One Source and really start there, um, you can get funneled into some of those other resources and um, identify what works for you and your family. Wonderful. That's some great advice. Again, thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise with our listeners. Please continue listening for our After the Show, where we will talk in more detail about some points we shared on today's topic. Hey everybody, thank you for sticking around with us for our after the show. This is Tara and joining me is Jenny Rasmussen. And now we're going to talk a little bit more about some of what Dr. Knoblock shared today when it came to reintegration after deployment. So we're going to start off talking a little bit about the cycles of deployment when we talk about the emotional cycles. So the last two, when we talk about redeployment, that's that last month before they come home and then post-deployment, the three to six months after deployment. So that's where we're talking about the time frame that we're speaking about. Yeah, and the emotions are high in that time period because in that whole month leading up to them leaving the area they've been in, you're counting down the days and you're going through your checklist. Did I do everything I wanted to do? I had one friend who repainted her whole bathroom to make some last minute changes and to deal with those last minute nerves about the upcoming homecoming moment. And Dr. Knobloch talked a little bit about that expectations versus reality. I think we've all had that experience of expecting one thing and the reality of the situation being a little different. Yes, and the expectation of the at-home spouse being different from the expectation of the returning service member. Maybe one person expects the whole family to be at that moment of homecoming and another person expects only the spouse to be there at the moment of homecoming and dealing with two different people's expectations and then throwing children into the mix and their expectations. It's a lot of emotions to handle. Yeah. We highly recommend that you visit our website at www.militarychild.org backslash webinars. We just did a webinar with Dr. Leanne Noblack where she talked about navigating the new normal reintegration after deployment. This whole webinar went into even more depth than this podcast today. And one thing she shared in that webinar was that based on their research, the at-home partner reported more reintegration difficulty than the returning service member. And Jenny and I have been talking about that. And we were, we were thinking that in practice and what we know that we've seen that to be true as well. It was nice to hear while it was also surprising to hear. Sometimes having your experience confirmed across a broader range of people is encouraging to know that you're not alone in the challenges that you've faced in a redeployment and reunion time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of those challenges that accompany the homecoming, communicating was, was a key thing that she talked about. Sometimes for 
children involve taking discipline from the service member or even just that change of routine and roles within the family. It can be difficult to communicate what changes the children have gone through while um, a parent has been gone and what some of the rules and policies at home have been and how they have changed during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, she had some suggestions from other families. Did you have anything to add? So she talked about communicating, being slow and patient, not being afraid to seek help. What, what else do you think, Jenny? I think managing expectations on both sides is a huge part of the communication piece. One of the best things that my husband did for me when we were initially getting uh, engaged and married was just educating me about the Army and laying down the framework for what our lives might look like and what time he might be home for dinner was one way he was helping to manage my expectations so that we could respond positively to each other. So being able to communicate that sort of information at a reunion time and that after deployment time can help the emotional response to each other also. So another thing that was addressed in the webinar, but not in the podcast that we'd like to direct you back to the webinar on is the responses from teens, from adolescents and and children in general, when it comes to these, this time of reintegration. This was another surprise for us. We have gone through, each of us have gone through deployments with younger children where your tendency is to guard them and protect them from the scary information. And as they get older, the children were telling the researchers around the ages of 11 to 13 that they could tell when parents were evading the questions and they wanted the hard information. We talk often in our parents' parent workshops about sharing age-appropriate information. And I feel like this just piggybacks off of that and reinforces that concept of kids are hearing things anyway. Kids are finding out information anyway. And if they're getting the correct and accurate age appropriate information from their parents, there's less guessing. There's, and, and from that comes less stress and anxiety. So I felt like that was an important thing from some of her other research that she's conducting. Communicative experiences of military youth during a parent's return home from deployment. Um, she has a whole study on that and talking about our military teens. So she talked about challenges, but she also talked about some of the family benefits surrounding deployment. Things like growing closer as a family, that higher level of appreciation, and the personal growth and autonomy. Right. This is really a great coping skill for getting through a deployment is to focus on the positive changes that are happening in your family. And the... Um, at-home spouse has a different level of independence and a different level of responsibility for the things in the house and the family calendar. But connected to that benefit is the challenge when they come home of reintegrating those roles um, and really renegotiating the marriage contract of who does what in the family, whose responsibility is it to take out the trash, what do we expect to happen about dinner and kitchen cleanup every night and who's doing bedtime, those sorts of family roles. Who is the disciplinarian in the house is maybe another family role that has to be renegotiated. And I was talking to a friend of mine during a deployment and she pointed out that there are really four people in any military marriage that there's two versions of each of you. 
there's the version, the at home version and the during deployment version. And so the different combinations of those versions of you and your spouse have to learn to get along and learn to communicate. Yeah, I like how she illustrated all those different roles we take on and different versions of ourselves. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me again for our after show. Thanks for including me. I always enjoy talking to you. Thank you for our listeners for joining us today. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we really would appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.